Yeah, that's crazy. All right, yeah. ready? Three, yes, sir. two. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of The Holy <laughs> Hustle, which is crazy because it's been so long, but this is episode 18. Um, Zach and I are super excited to be back in a rhythm of um, not only talking with each other, but talking to you guys, helping you guys grow in your relationship with our one and only Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, we've got a couple things we want to talk about, but really, we just want to catch up. Um, right now is the holiday season, so we're obviously going to highlight um, really the true meaning of Christmas and the Christmas story. But before we get into all that good jazz, let's catch up. What's yeah, new in life, dude? Man, a little bit of everything, bro. We moved, so we finally finished all of our travels, had just the best time over the summer, um, living all over the place, going to Europe and all that kind of stuff. But we decided to move to Seattle, um, and we're super excited to be here. We have a really awesome view outside of our apartment, and uh, just a lot of change going on, just like moving, you know, missing all of our people. Jalen, obviously, one of the big ones, but missing all of our people and everything like that, but while we're here, we're excited. Uh, we've already made some friends and found a good church. And so we're just like getting plugged in, setting things up. And like, dude, it was crazy. We like moved in a month ago, I think, but we didn't. And this also plays into why we haven't been able to record. We didn't have our furniture or anything for an entire month. So Emily and I were just roughing it for an entire month, but finally got our stuff, finally got unpacked. And then now we get to go back uh, to Kansas or yeah, I go back to Kansas on Sunday. So just so you guys are coming back Sunday? Yeah, we'll come back Sunday. Yeah. Dang, dude, we'll be gone. Oh, how, wait, when do you get back? Or when, when will you I think you we're back? coming back Wednesday. Okay. So we're oh. gone Wednesday and we come back Wednesday. Is that like the 4th? We could talk about no. it. No. We're here. We'll be back next week on, excuse me, the 27th, I think. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Or the 28th, something like that. Yeah, I could drive up and we can get lunch or dinner or something at least. Let's yeah. go. But yeah. Let's go. Cool. Well, what dope, dude. Um, what's new with me? Wedding planning still. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, wedding planning's kind of been put on like the back burner because everything else has been going so well as far as like my job. So Let's go. Yeah, dude. Uh, me and Zach have talked about it a little bit, but what's crazy is I just got another brand deal, bro. I meant to tell you that. Oh, dope. Are you able to talk one, about bro. it right now or no? I don't care. Um, so it's with Native. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. Um, but anyway, all this to say, been super busy with uh, work stuff, filming, all that good jazz, and it's been really fun, honestly. It's it's nice when you're back into a groove as a content creator because you don't feel you don't feel like you're like quote unquote useless or like you're not doing anything. Yeah, um, for sure. When you're actually like filming and editing and um, in the content space it just feels much better it feels like you're actually getting stuff accomplished so yeah um that's been going really well and then i finally took this is like one of my new year's resolutions that hasn't really started yet but i started it anyway Mm -hmm. um and i took i took a uh what would that be called (laughs) i took a lesson out of zach's book basically and i'm reading books so i have decided to read a book a month and i think when 2024 starts i'll actually be able to read like two books a month as long as i'm actually staying consistent mm-hmm. but i started with uh god has a name and so bro this book y'all <laughs> if you haven't read it added to book, the list dude like and it's so crazy because it could be like a foundational book to helping you start a relationship 
with Yahweh. Because oh, yeah. like it addresses the fact that like and I've already I've already started to get like better with it and try mm-hmm. not to say just God because yeah. like we get it, like we're talking about Yahweh, but mm-hmm. the name is so important, boy. dude. Yeah. Like it's it's crazy. And it's helped me so much in my prayer life, helped me so much in spreading the gospel. And so yeah, dude, that's kind of what I've been up to reading, social media, all that good stuff. That's dope, yeah. Yeah, yeah man, that book is good. Um, I'm super excited. So John Mark Comer, he's one of my favorite authors, like, of all time, and pastor, just, like, teachers of the word, you know. Talk about Tim Mackey every single day, of course. Every every podcast you'll hear us talk about um, one of those guys or both of them. But John Mark Comer is actually coming to our church in a couple weeks to, like, talk about his new book. And I, I was like, listen, I try not to be one of those guys that, like, like stands anything up in front of the word or stands anything up in front of God. But I also can recognize like, well, this guy has really helped like peel back the curtains on a lot of things. Um, and he's got a book coming out about discipleship, which I am so excited about. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's coming and I'm like, I'm like, Oh, That's I hope so I don't safe, like anger. Cause you know, like this dude has really from a distance, just writing books, preaching sermons and, you know, being out in the world has uh, done a lot for a lot of people in terms of like, identifying places where you have made your own golden calf and just going back to the word and asking really mm. good questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what it's all about. That's what being a teacher is, man. And I'm like, yes, let's go. But that's so good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, our, dude. At our new church, um, they are like a sister church of the, of the church that he is a part of. Um, they're down in Portland, which is like three hours from us. Uh, and it's been really refreshing just to like come into a church where uh, the people you know, we come from Kingdom City and they love each other so deeply and we get some more of that, you know, um, and the posture of just like loving each other and loving the people around them is really cool. But one thing that I've noticed about our new church is like, it's weird. It's weird to say, but like just being a hundred percent real, they, it's like they love people before more than they love the idea of those people coming to know Jesus, which mm. I think is really beautiful because mm. they love the person first, not the, not their journey in Christ. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. When you can love the person first, it does something. No, that, that's so good, dude. Yeah. Dang. And no one, no one said that to me, but it was just like something that hit me today. And I was like, as I was taking notes for this, and I was like, that's what it is. Like, yeah. they they seriously like love these people, you know, the ones yeah. in the building and one that outside the building. And it's just really cool to see. Yeah. So. No, that's so dope, dude. Because if you think about it, I mean, God tells us to love our neighbors as we would love ourselves. And that's exactly... I mean, that's exactly what that looks like, in my opinion. Yeah, It'd yeah. be like a homeless man walking into your church and instead of looking at him like, what is this guy doing here? Or like, yeah, let me see if I can get close with him so I can help him build a relationship with God. Sure, that's what you should try and do. But yeah. at first, you should take a look at him and say, hey, that's God's child. Yeah. Who and no are matter you? what he looks like, no matter what he's done, no matter the same way with our lives and how Yahweh looks at us, no matter what mm-hmm. we've done, Jesus still died on the cross for our sins. Yeah. So the same way that that man walks in the church and you say, you know what? I don't care what you look like or what you've gone through. I'm going to love you for you. That's good, yeah. dude. That's yeah. really good. And, I, and yeah, and hopefully it goes without saying, obviously, they care about a person's journey in Christ. They're huge yeah. in discipleship. Right. Um, but it, it just it's something that I've noticed. And I'm like, whoa, that's beautiful. Um, but yeah, that's been cool. Nice. Um, what, are we, what are we talking about today? So the Christmas story. We're going to talk about the real reason for Christmas. Jesus <laughs> is the, the reason for the season. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
all started off with a verse that I really think kind of sets the tone for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can go ahead and go into um, what you have planned. So Isaiah chapter 9, 6. Mm-hmm. For a child has been born for us, a son has been given to us, and the dominion will be held on his shoulder, and his name is called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's right. Wait a minute. That's not in the New Testament, though. Mm-mm. That's weird. <laughs> it's almost like... It's almost like... It's almost like Jesus was supposed to come this whole time. <laughs> it's almost like he came and fulfilled the first part of his plan, and he said, I got it, part two. And it's gonna it's, be even it's almost like it's almost like exactly what we were talking about on the phone the other day when you said the Bible is literally a reason Same. for us to see that we need a savior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so I, I, I understand the separation of Old Testament and New Testament for sure. Mm-hmm. I definitely understand the sentiment because like timing and stuff like that. But sometimes I wonder if that is like a blocker for a lot of us because we kind of separate the two. Almost like, mm. well, here's one and here's the other. But really it's just one story. Jesus is through the whole entire thing, you know. Um, I just got through studying through Psalm and dude, it's just like, it's as if David knew Jesus personally. And I'm like, David's like asking for salvation and stuff like that. And I'm like, I thought salvation was only through for Jesus. And then I started thinking more and I'm like, well, if Jesus is just God incarnate, then Mm -hmm. how is any of this story different? It's not, you know, I mean, there's the new covenant, obviously. Right. Dude, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. You say that because lately, because, and I think it's because I've been reading this book. I have yeah. been so fascinated yeah. with who Yahweh is. Yeah. Like, yeah. so fascinated with the fact that, like, the creator of this universe wants a personal relationship with us. And mm-hmm. that sets it apart from the New Testament in its own different ways. But, like, I used to be the type of person to be like, dude, I can't get through the Old Testament. And now it's like, I have to I, read it. I, I need to, like, really get yeah. into this to, like, <laughs> understand what Yahweh is trying to do right here. Yeah, yeah. And time and time again, Old Testament, you see these people who like show you a small sliver of what Jesus is going to be. And even there's prophets that like all the prophets are like, he's coming. It's what mm-hmm. it's going to look like. You know, there's even prophets that prophesy what you read about in Revelation. There's all kinds of just cool stuff going on. Um, and I just really don't want us to discount the Old Testament, especially like the very beginning, because it sets mm-hmm. a tone for everything. And yeah, yeah, yeah we, we had a conversation. We will not get into it today because it's still like. <laughs> figuring things out but genesis one man (laughs) one and two is deep (laughs) um but yeah so i was thinking honestly kind of like gather around the fireplace vibes if we just took a little bit of time and i think what what we'll do is just read a little bit of scripture and then just talk you know what i'm saying the main ones i want to get through is obviously like matthew mark luke john gospels we can read matthew verbatim and then i'll do a quick flyover of the rest and then we'll read Revelation 21, talk a little bit, 22, talk a little bit. Because the birth of Jesus is a huge part of human history. Top two next to Easter, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I think that we hold out for this hope and for this this day of like uh, fulfillment. But some of us maybe build that in our own way. It's like heaven is this place where everything works out for me. But... Jesus has a different picture of it as he writes Mm -hmm. in Revelation, which is why I think it's cool to read. But anyway, so first I'll just go ahead and read Matthew. So Matthew 1 starts out with the ancestors of Jesus the Messiah. And I won't go through all of them, but one thing that's really cool to note is the Old Testament authors, what they do is they basically will write like a line of lineage. So it's like Abraham was the father of Isaac. And that's supposed to tell you 
to import into your mind what you read in the Old Testament, the story of Abraham to Isaac. So as you go through this lineage, it's like, remember this story, remember that story, remember this story. All of this, this whole time in the Old Testament has been leading to Jesus. Um, so Matthew 1, chapter 18, or not, Matthew 1, verse 18, just starts with the birth of Jesus, the Messiah. And it says, this is how Jesus, the, the Messiah, was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. So she was engaged. Um, Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while we sh she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. If I was Joseph, I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man, um, and he did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. First of all, if the Bible calls you a righteous man, you must be pretty solid. I would love <laughs> for the Bible to say that Zach White was a righteous man, you know? So Joseph <laughs> is a good dude. Um, as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That's a pretty big claim. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Imagine, right. Imagine hearing that, like as a as a parent, right? Yeah. And to as a like, fiance. Yeah. yeah. To be like, well, one, and they weren't expecting this at all. No. Yeah. Like, and then all of a sudden, like, you hear, hey, you're about to have a child who is going to save people from yeah. their sins. Yeah. To hear that out of nowhere would just be like what <laughs> especially if you were somebody who maybe like that that part of the curtain hadn't been pulled back yet mm. like hadn't been revealed to you and you're like mm -hmm. i didn't think that the messiah was going to come like this i thought he was going to look more like goliath you know what i'm saying right um but something in mary and joseph they they just had faith and also an angel appeared to them that's pretty pretty convincing <laughs> yeah. yeah i would think i don't know yeah. i would think um uh all of this fulfilled all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message about or through his prophet. Look, this virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and he took Mary as his wife, but he did not have sexual relations with her until she was until her son was born and Joseph named him Jesus. So Joseph got the instructions. He just followed him. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Um, do you have yours pulled up right now? My Bible? Yeah. Yeah. Matthew 2. Okay, do you want to read too, or do you want me to keep going? Yeah. Okay, Beth. Okay. Um, now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. You know what's crazy about this? So, what I love, not love, but what I like have seen from this part of the Bible, from Matthew mm -hmm. 2, to the day that we have been living, is Jesus has always been the main focus of quote-unquote conflict yeah yeah Ooh. and this is crazy to think about and crazy to actually like try and understand i'll keep reading saying where is the one who has been born um king of the jews for we have seen his star at its rising and have come to worship him mm -hmm. and when king herod heard it he was troubled in all all of jerusalem with him and after calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired from them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. And you, and again, written in earlier yeah. in the Old Testament. Yeah. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means le least among the rulers of Judah. For from you will go out 
a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Mm. Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men and determined precisely from them the time when the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go, inquire carefully concerning the child, and when you have found him, report to me so that I also may come and worship him. That's Cap. not what he really wanted. <laughs> yeah. And he it, turned to the scientists, too. Right, right. <laughs> After they listened to the king, they went out and behold, the star which they had seen at its rising led them until it came and stood above the place where the child was. Now, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with very great joy. And when they came into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. And opening their treasure boxes, they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. This is where we get presents from. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At least most people. Yeah, no, he's right. Yeah. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they went back to their own country by another route. Okay. I've never known him. Yes, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep reading. I'm gonna keep (laughs) reading. Do what you want, bro. Yeah. Where are we at here? Thirteen. Okay. Uh, Joseph, Mary, and Jesus escaped to Egypt. Now, after they had gone away, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph, saying, "Get up and take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you, for Herod is about to seek the child to destroy him." Isn't it crazy how much God looks out after us? Yeah. And what's weird is the escape to Egypt, Mm. Israelites. Escape from mm. Egypt. So what's God doing there? Some redemption. Mm. <laughs> Let's slow down. Dude, <laughs> you know he, what works, he works so crazy, bro. Like Yeah. He's two oh, steps ahead. Man. That's so <laughs> yeah. good. That's so good. Fourteen. Yeah. So he got up and took the child and his mother during the night and went away to Egypt. And he was there until the death of Herod. In order what was said by the Lord through the prophet would be fulfilled, saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. Mm. Mm. Wait, 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 wait. Out of Egypt, I call my son. <laughs> Back to Exodus. Come on now. What? <laughs> Dude, he's not subtle, so man. It's At so all, good. bro. At all. He's just See, deeper uh, than, than anything. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. Bro. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. No, that's good. That's good. 16. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been deceived by the wise men, became very angry, and he sent soldiers and executed all the children in Bethlehem and in all the region around it from the age of two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined precisely from the wise men. Again, talking about earlier, Jesus has always been the center of conflict, and it's not Mm -hmm. a bad thing, not a bad thing at all. Then what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled, saying, A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping in great great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and she did not want to be comforted because Mm -hmm. they exist no longer. 19. Now, after Herod had died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Get up and take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel for those who were seeking the life of the child are dead. So he got up and took the child and his mother and entered the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus, is that right? Archelaus could be bro. That's Archelaus not I know. <laughs> was reigning over Judea in place of his father, Herod. He was afraid to go there and being warned in a dream. He took refuge in the regions of Galilee and he came and lived in a town called Nazareth in order mm-hmm. that, was said by the prophets would be fulfilled he will be called a nazarene mm. so jesus so was on the move as a baby yeah bro yeah 
in and out of all sorts of different places. And two, what's crazy is so many different people had dreams. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is is a topic for a different time. And maybe this is something we talk about, but like, what do those mean? Yeah. It's a lot today. Like even today, you know what I mean? Cause like we have dreams, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, I have have my theories. (laughs) I think, yeah, I think theirs are obviously probably more spiritual. Um, I think dreams are pretty, pretty spiritual experiences. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm if I talk about it in like two minutes, I'm gonna sound like a freaking <laughs> nut. So I'm no wait. <laughs> but that's a good one. We, we need to have that, that for some. Yeah, we should have yeah. that someday. Yeah, because okay, dreams are a huge theme in the Bible for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's awesome. And then so we just read through two chapters, and it took us about four minutes. So just for your reference, if you're not much of a Bible reader, just know that you could read four minutes, and your whole life would be changed. And we like were that. highlighting stuff throughout. Yeah, and we were ad libbing. That's true. Yeah. Um, and then obviously chapter three kicks off with John the Baptist prepares the way. Okay. Let's like, let's put a pin in that real quick. Yeah. <laughs> John the Baptist prepares the way. Okay, cool. So yeah. Um, I really liked the Egypt stuff because God said, I'll pull my son out of Egypt. We know mm-hmm. Egypt is obviously not a good place. Send him there for a reason for protection. Um, something else that really stuck out to me was like, God is God. The angel is the angel, you know, there's all these powers that are to be, but for some reason, Herod still had the opportunity and his will to destroy whatever was going on with Jesus. Yes, you're a hundred percent right. Like God protected them and told them and Joseph and Mary had to obey and things still had to go well because they got the message from God. So it's their decision to follow him or not. That's kind of Adam and Eve situation just looks different. Right. You can follow me or you cannot, you know, and luckily Mary and Joseph followed him, but I was reading it earlier and I was like, man, like, why didn't God just like protect him or even better? Yeah. Why didn't God just send Goliath, but Jesus version, you know, some big man right off the bat. He's born 30 tough, big, strong. You're not going to beat him. None of that stuff. But like God said, I'm going to start in the most humble way possible. Um, And obviously in this one, we don't hear about the manger or anything like that. It's just like kind of the, the difficulties of raising a child for Mary and Joseph. Which I think I was gonna say, bro, you're in the dark. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? Dang, it's it's five for you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it's lights going out. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> there we go. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like long-winded way to say like the the book of Matthew starts out with Jesus's birth, but it doesn't talk about the manger. But you can obviously see he comes from a very hum- humble beginnings. Like right. he wasn't born in a palace. He had some gold frankincense and because it's a delivered to him but like in the grand scheme of things he was not born in a palace he came from the gutter you know what i'm yeah. saying and i can i can appreciate that and relate to that on on some level um and he was born a baby god was in no rush why would he be in a rush now <laughs> he, he get he put he put forth birth to a baby that just like nursed and played with toys and probably kept mary and joseph up late at night like babies do, you know what I'm saying? Um, so like stepping into their shoes, it's crazy to think like what they went through, just having baby Jesus, you know, yeah. the pressure. And then also I got to get up, change his diaper, do that whole thing. But what Dang, do you think? Imagine changes, changing Jesus's diaper. The holy, the holiest of holies poo. <laughs> no, that's wrong to say. That might be blasphemy. Lord, forgive me. <laughs> uh, oh, that's funny. But yeah, you have anything on that? Um... 
I don't know, dude. I feel like we highlighted a good amount of stuff. Sorry, I'm not even talking to the mic. I feel like we highlighted a good amount of stuff. Um, yeah, dude, what do you think of the whole... Because, uh, I mean, you kind of just gave your two cents on it already, but, like, why do you think Herod was the way he was? I feel like a lot and, of times... And, and, sorry, and... No, yeah. And does it make sense when I say, like... Jesus is the center of all conflict in this situation and like mm-hmm. even today. Yeah, for sure. It looks the same. Yeah. You know what I'm, I mean, it doesn't look the same, but it's the same principle. Yeah. Um, he wanted to, he wanted to seize power for himself. Mm-hmm. Some people call it seizing autonomy, doing what you want to do. And he didn't want to lose the power that he had. So mm-hmm. he was willing to set forth a plan to have every baby killed. That's a terrible, terrible man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I mean, human condition will get you there if you mm-hmm. just like want power so badly. And and in our lives, it might look different, but event, but essentially, we're doing the same thing by like turning our back on God or on Jesus, not listening to the Holy Spirit, and essentially killing God off in our own life because we want that power in that area of our life, whether it's our entire whole integrated life, or if it's just like my sex life, or right. it's just like the way that I use drugs or whatever it is, you know. Right. Um. So yeah, I think he was just like Pharaoh two or maybe like 25.0 honestly yeah as you go through the bible there's like a bunch of them no that's good dude yeah he sucks he for sure he does yeah (laughs) Yeah. he does if you if you've never read the bible and this is your first time listening to this and hearing this story he sucks yeah (laughs) facts all in all yeah um but yeah and then like quick fly through um and then we can just like get into a more laid-back conversation but in the gospel of mark there's no real message of Jesus' birth. We just get right to John the Baptist, mm. who hears, knows the announcement of coming Jesus, and prepares the way. Like, that's how Mark starts off. Um, and then it gets into Jesus' ministry, which is very interesting. And yeah. then Luke 1 and 2 is more like manger. Like, you're going to hear about his birth. You're going to hear a lot of stuff you read in Matthew. But it's also going to talk about the manger. There's one very, there's a bunch of people that are very key in the book of Luke. Um, but one, of Sim, one is Simeon or Shimon, if you're way smarter than I am. Um, but he's a guy who was told through, I want to say a dream, maybe I'm wrong on that, but hey, before you die, you're going to see the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mary and Joseph are told from Gabriel, like, hey, you are going to have the Messiah as the baby. And they're like, okay, sick. Probably not their actual response, but they're like, okay, cool. So they have the baby, and then they go to dedicate Jesus, baby Jesus. And this guy named Simeon comes up, holds Jesus, says this beautiful prayer over this baby. And at this point, Mary and Joseph are like, okay, this is a lock. This has to be the Messiah because first we get an angel from, or a message from an angel. And that's what angels do. They are messengers, you know? Um, And now we have this random dude who is praying this beautiful prayer, talking about how this, our son is the Messiah. Um, And I think that's really cool because Simeon knew what he was looking for. Like he knew what the Messiah was going to look like. Sometimes I wonder if maybe I don't and slash we don't. Um, and then again, Luke three continues on John, the Baptist prepares the way. And then in John, the gospel of John, the very last gospel book, um, what we call the gospel book, there's no message again of Jesus birth, just John, the Baptist prepares the way. So the key theme in all four is John, the Baptist preparing the way Two of them talk about Jesus birth. Obviously all of them talk about it. It's almost like, uh, this John guy is pretty important. Yeah. He's got, he's got some some uh, street cred in the Bible. For John, sure. I'm not go- I'm not going cap, and I'm not going like <laughs> say you should read one 
if there is one book in the Bible you should read, no, nah, yeah. John is it. <laughs> John is John is good. Yeah. John is good, bro. It, it feels like John speaks to me. Um, mm-hmm. They all do for sure, but yeah. for some reason, it feels like it definitely like speaks my language. And maybe it's because of what God has like put inside of us that like you're just drawn to that one for whatever reason it is. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's a quick overview. Only half of them talk about his birth, but they all are very emphasized on this announcement of his kingdom is coming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, yeah. Okay, so nice. Good. I like that. I think that's a good way to um, kind of summarize the birth of Jesus. I mean, Matthew itself does a really good job of being yeah. that picture. Uh but again, like like Zach said, go and read the rest of the Gospels. Like the first three chapters of um, Mark, Luke, and John, also, and mm-hmm. you'll have like yeah. a really good picture of um, Jesus's birth. But I think that brings the question to the table of like, and I, I feel like this is a question a lot of people ask because they're like, why do we celebrate Christmas? Because yeah. if you look back at the dates and like nobody knows the exact date Jesus was born. You know, did they even have the same monthly calendar we did? Probably not. But like, yeah. why? You know what I mean? And so, for me, I'll get and I'll give you like an example um, as to like why I celebrate it and why my future family will celebrate it. One, it's the only time out of the year we get to celebrate the actual birth of Jesus as a community. Yeah. And now, do people who aren't Christians or celebrate Christmas? Yeah, of course. Um, it, it's a fun holiday for all sorts of people. We've centered a lot of traditions around Christmas. Yeah. But for me and my family, when we you know, start to make our own family, um, Jesus truly is the reason for the season. And so I think that's really important to keep the main thing the main thing whenever you decide to celebrate Christmas. Even like, I hope there's no little kids listening to this, but like even like Santa, for example, Santa in some way, shape, or form is going to be painted as like a Jesus-like figure. A Jesus-like, you know what I mean? And we're not going to say that's Jesus in no way. Like, we definitely won't say that, but like in some way, shape, or form, he will be related in the story if that's what we plan on doing. Yeah. Um, Because I feel like people get wrapped around this, you know, idea of like, oh, it's Christmas time. Santa's the only reason. No, bro. Like, let's... Yeah. Let's put the BS aside and like really celebrate the reason that um, this is even a holiday in the first place. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm I'm 100 with you. Yeah, like Emily and I have talked about it too, and we're like, when we have kids, like, what about Santa? You know, because you know, it's it's a thing that yeah. you really yeah. have. You're you know, you're married, you're having kids, you got to decide. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be like, no, those presents came from Jesus, and yeah. these aren't even the gifts. I'll tell you about the real. <laughs> yeah, right, right. They're like two. They're like two. They're like. Well, what I are you told, talking about? I told me and Ashley had that discussion too. We were like, "What are we gonna do? Like, are we gonna do Santa?" And Ashley was like, "Yeah, I think I would like to, just because you know it's like a fun thing to do." But like, yeah, she agreed. She was like, "Yeah, we're definitely not just saying Santa is like some guy, and that's yeah. the reason we celebrate it." Yeah, yeah, because I've always thought like, well, what do you do when they find out Santa's not real? Yeah, are they going to also wonder if in the Easter Bunny's not real? All these inanimate things. What about Jesus? I don't see him either. So That's it's good. really, yeah, it's really important when you teach. Like, I'm not a father, but at least in my development as a kid, it was like really important for my parents to teach. Like, you can see God in the world. You can't actually see the Easter Bunny. Like, yeah, you may not see a man standing in front of you, and that 
there's a lot that goes into that too. But like, you can see his breath, his spirit creating breath, like flowing through the world, no doubt about it. So you can just distinguish those. And no, we're not saying Easter Bunny and Tooth Fairy and everything is evil, but they're just like <laughs> cheap, you know. Like if I'm going to take my time, I would like to teach my kids about Jesus, you know. Right. Right. Um, maybe it that all, makes me sound like a Bible thumper. Oh, well, well, I don't. I, just, <laughs> I don't. I don't think it does. And, yeah. and also too, like as a parent, because you said like as a father, and I'll, I'll say the same thing as a father. I would never want to like lie or fib to my children. Like I'm trying to tell my kids the truth and nothing but the truth. Yeah. And so who am I to be like, Hey, we're celebrating this holiday and let's make our main focus, this bunny that has nothing to do with the holiday itself. Like, no, I'm going to give it to you straightforward kid. I don't care if you're five (laughs) months old, five years old or 15, you're going to hear the truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's a problem sometimes, not a problem, but like, that's something that, um, especially followers of Christ that we have to focus on um, is the real true reason as to why we celebrate certain things in life. Yeah. And, and like, again, we're not fathers, so maybe, and I don't even know how we got here, just like what's on our yeah, mind. But, right. you know, I, I think Jesus had a lot of respect for these kids all through his ministry. There's mm-hmm. countless stories of him just like, hey, these kids, their voice is just as, as important as yours is. Don't discredit them because they're young. All that kind of stuff. God using young people through the word, all this stuff. Right. So I wonder if like we're doing, and again, not, not being a father, it's hard to say for sure. But I'm like, do we do a disservice to our youth when we stand these things up in front of God? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like holding them back from the power that God has in them. Like, yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. We'll see when I'm a dad. But like, yeah. those are things to think about for sure. And I feel um, like it's because sometimes people think, look at children as like, quote unquote, useless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely not the case. God tells us to have childlike faith. Yeah. Yeah. And kids got to be doing something right. If God wants us to have faith as much <laughs> as they do. Yeah. Yeah. So and, oh, yeah. 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 Go that's, ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I didn't have, I was just fully on board with what you're yeah, saying. No, yeah. dude. I, and it's true though. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, yeah. ki- kids are, kids are smart, dude. Kids are very smart. And so like to sit and, and I'm not saying any parents out there are doing anything wrong. Yeah, no. I, you know, you have your reasons for everything that you do. Um, but I think there's an importance in making sure that our children understand the um, the true meaning to why this season is so important. Yeah, because like they what each of them take santa or even just the christmas season if you don't do santa but you you know believe in the christian spirit or whatever there there really is a lot of goodness that flows from that Mm -hmm. um but it's like a fleeting like soon as christmas ends new year rolls around it's january 4th like all that is out the window yeah you know the hope the love the joy the peace that comes from knowing god like that's what advent is about you know just like sitting back taking in four weeks to just remember like oh yeah i'm alive and i have this hope i have this love i have this joy i have this peace that cannot be taken no matter what happens you know um and santa will give you that for a couple weeks but come february or when it's hot outside he's not there but you know who is jesus yeah right (laughs) you know risen jesus the one that does not miss yeah so i'm like if i want to put my my hope and our family's foundation on something and again maybe i sound like i'm a freaking nut but it's going (laughs) to be on the thing that's not going anywhere you know right yeah um 
what yeah. other what other like Christmas questions do you think there is? Because I feel like that's a big one. You know, like why do we celebrate? Like if we're Christians, isn't it a pagan holiday? Like why do you celebrate Christmas? Like I- I'm keeping the main thing, the main thing, bro. Jesus, yeah. Alive, okay, I know we yeah. don't know it's the exact time, but as Christians, we've established that. So like, you know, um, I mean, for me, like one big question is like, how does that knowing what we know shape? And change the way that we view the holiday with our loved ones, mm-hmm. with strangers, or just like our life in general. You know, yeah. like how does the idea of called the Advent shape the way that you celebrate Christmas? You know, mm. and again, just the the hope, the love, the joy, the peace that comes from Jesus being born and His mission in the end. Which maybe we should maybe we should talk about that too, because it's kind of like, um, what are we hoping? What do we have joy for? What do we have peace? What do we have love for? You know, just this pie in the sky idea that I made up in my head or did the Bible have something to say about that? You know, but Mm. anyway, so long winded way again, what about you? Like how does the idea of Jesus being the center change the way that you celebrate Christmas with like, is your family believers or like, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, well, some of my family is some of my family isn't. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, Like my brother, for example, isn't like Mm -hmm. he, yeah, he's not a believer. And so, like, and it's crazy because my brother's, like, my best friend. And so. Yeah. Um, but you love him first. But I lo- not, Yeah, but I love yeah. him first more than, you know, him becoming a follower of Christ. I would love yeah. for that to happen. But I love my brother for who he is. In the same way with anybody else in the world. I love people for who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think. Hmm, it's such a. It's such a like good when question. Everybody else is, when everyone else is, like doing the let's bring 50 gifts and let's mm. do xyz and you're like i don't know man this doesn't really yeah par with what i'm going for you know yeah bro um yeah i think I mean, and, and it's important too to like it's important to partake in some things because yeah. it means you like it means you care for the people so for example yeah. like ashley's family they do uh and a lot of families do this they do white elephant cool mm-hmm. i bring a gift great I might even throw in extra $20 on my gift just so you yeah. feel a little bit better <laughs> with what I got you. Yeah. Um, but I think for me personally, I think it's being that source. Mm. And when I say that, I mean like I'm not Jesus, but like Jesus lives through me. Yeah. The Holy Spirit lives in me. And I can granted i don't know anyone's heart i don't know what anyone believes you know this is all i can tell you're a believer because we've talked about this stuff back and forth yeah. we're best friends we agree on almost everything right yeah. but like even my family members like i don't even know their relationship status with yahweh so like are they believers i don't know yeah. what i do know is when i show up for example thanksgiving i pray mm-hmm. i pray for that whole room i pray for the i pray for everything because I know for a fact that if someone else prayed in my household, at least in my household, they're probably not praying to either the same God I am, A, or B, knowing how to pray. And that's okay, like, as long as they're putting their heart into it. But I know that as a believer and a follower of Christ, a disciple of Jesus, I know that I can be the joy and the Holy Spirit in the room when someone else doesn't want to be. Yeah. At all times, too. Yeah, exactly. Time and time again through Old Testament, New Testament, today, forever, God mm-hmm. has used people to be representatives from the very beginning, from the yeah. very first two people he ever created. People are sent to be representatives for him. Do mm-hmm. we fulfill that or not? That's up to us, you know. 
Um, so that's that's kind of where I was going too. Was like understanding, like yes, I want everybody to come to know Jesus, and I don't know when the last opportunity for someone to come to know Jesus is before you know the, the before the uh, new creation dawns and everything like that. But what I do know is like Jesus said, love them first, and the way that he loved people was like different. You know what I'm saying? Unconditional that agape love that just like just different. You know? Yeah, bro. Um, and not to get all fancy, but it's just like he had this love about him and I'm like, okay, that's going to change the way that I walk into Christmas. Cause last yeah. year I kind of like, I mean, you know, it was a good Christmas and everything like that, but I was just sitting at all the Christmas events that I went to. And I was like, man, this just like, doesn't really feel like a Jesus Christmas. It just feels like a really good get together, a family and stuff like that. And it's amazing memories, love everyone to death, but it's like, you know, we're, we're, we're rallying around this really cheap thing Yeah. when, man, this is an opportunity for us to like, be doing something beautiful and just like you know i just so badly wanted to tell everybody about jesus and it maybe didn't come off right that every single time but now it's like wait just take a step back love these people be here with them mm. you know do the yeah. gift exchange do all that stuff yeah and let them know like oh wait a minute you're not a you're not a pastor you're nothing special you're just a guy that works a regular job or you you have a really cool job obviously but it's like if he follows jesus it's not just for the elite it's for everybody the humble yeah. the meek yeah. the lowly the high whatever the world says it's for everybody yeah um, and especially when there's those people that in your, that in your family that are like quote unquote more difficult they don't follow jesus or they have completely different views than you do or mm-hmm. whatever it is like it's not that you like set them apart and isolate them or anything but like understanding yeah if it was up to me this is probably the last person that i would like want to associate myself with but my renewed self has identified like this is this is one of god's children and i don't care what you do with your life i'm gonna love you just the way that jesus would love you just the way that he loved me he found Mm. me where i was you know and now i have this love again joy peace joy or sorry (laughs) love hope peace and joy that's just not going anywhere and you so badly want them to feel that but if just you being your resurrected self they they'll take notice and Mm. you're like what's Mm -hmm. up with him you know yeah yeah, and I, I think that's a beautiful part about being a follower of Christ too is being set apart. Like, mm-hmm. in a cocky way, you can kind of say like, "Hey, I'm holding myself to a higher standard." And yeah, that's not, and that's not a knock on you, but that's a like that's a that's a that's a note I take from myself is like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold myself to this," mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah, not at all, because that's what being holy is. It's yeah. not like better than it's just different mm-hmm. noticeably jesus john the baptist paul all these people mm-hmm. david go back to samuel go back to joshua whoever name your person they were different like yeah. noticeably different they were written about for a reason yeah um and i think that's the same for us you know like we forget again old testament new testament that there were foreigners among them like people who didn't follow god or chose to follow god like later on whatever that means or not whatever that means but whatever that looked like they were like Oh, include the foreigners and these events and all these things. And for the people who don't know Jesus yet, like, yeah, be there for them. But then also we can't forget about the people who do know Jesus. Like that's you, like, this is a journey. Discipleship is a journey. Yeah. And being confident in like your reading and your studies and your meditation, and your prayer to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not exactly like, you're not calling them out, but you're just like asking questions that make them think like, 
wait, why do I feel like Christmas about is it about gifts? How do, how have I justified that? Is that right. from the word or is that from Hollywood? Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Um, that's good, dude. Yeah. But no, I think that's dope. And also like crazy segue, but like we talk about, we, we read through all those gospel or the first gospel and we talked about the rest of them. The one key theme was John the Baptist prepared the way. Mm-hmm. He heard the message and he prepared the way. You know what I'm saying? And I think for us, that's our role now. Yeah. We've heard the message. It's time to prepare the way, you know? Um, and again, that's like loving people for where they are, who they are, no matter what that looks like, being there with them and understanding like, I don't even know when your last opportunity to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior is before you, the, before the new creation dawns. I don't even know what that looks like. Does that mean like when I'm alive, do, I, do they have a chance after death? It says every tongue, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. So who am I to say that this person doesn't get into heaven for any right. specific reason, you know? Right. Um, and Jesus is like, don't worry about tomorrow. You got enough problems today. Focus on today, you know? This right. person, be present. This person in front of you, love them, you know? Mm-hmm. And John the Baptist, dude, he just like prepared the way for people to come to know Jesus. And as soon as they flocked to him, because there's something about John the Baptist that people loved. He had a crowd around him and he was like, all right, and here's Jesus. He's finally here. Go follow him. You know, yeah. that's, that's us. You've loved that person. You've been there. Point them to Jesus. Yeah. Know? And I think, I think John is such a good example of what it truly looks like to be a mm. disciple of Jesus, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as you feel like it, as soon as you feel like eyes are on you, and this is especially like coming from my perspective as a social media influencer, like mm-hmm. today, or almost when I have any conversation with people. Today, I met this guy at the gym, and he uh, he was like, "So, what do you do for a living?" I'm like, "Oh, I do social media. I'm an influencer." He's like, "Oh, for real?" So, like, you work off your phone. You're probably busy all the time. I was like, "Yeah, man. Glory to God, man. I'm, I'm super busy." And uh, he continues to bring me blessings and opportunities. He's like, oh, that's dope, man. You know, congrats. No matter what, in every scenario when I talk to someone and I tell them about what I do for a living, I, ha- I every time I mention yeah. and I make sure they understand that, yes, I'm a social media influencer and, yes, I've got X amount of followers or whatever, but and there's always a but no matter what. Yeah. All glory to God. I wouldn't yeah. have it if it wasn't to God, if it wasn't thanks for God. Yeah. And so it's it's that ability to say like, okay, cool, he's given or I've accomplished some things in life, but I wouldn't be able to accomplish anything if it wasn't for the opportunities that he presented to me. Yeah. And thanks. I feel like that's the that's the lifestyle that like John lived. Mm-hmm. It's like everything he did, cool. People were like, Oh dang, this guy's legit. He's the real deal. John was like, Yeah, cool. But it's not thanks to me. It's yeah. thanks to Jesus. Yeah. No, that's, that's super, that's super true. And like you, it's because inside you, you can't help but tell somebody about yeah. God. Yeah. I can't help but tell you, like, I'm going to maybe sound crazy. I'm going to sound like a nut job, but man, I got to tell you like, yeah. again, cheap, very, very like common analogy. But if you go get a really good burger somewhere, you're going to tell everybody, you're like, yo, this burger was gas. Like yep. you've got to try it. You know, same with Jesus, that piece that I have you got to try it. You know, I've tried a lot of things and nothing that beats joy, that. Yeah. You got to try it. Yeah. And joy, like joy, even when things are bad, even when mm. you're sad, joy is, joy is there when things, when you're sad, when the, someone that you love passes, joy is there always, you know, I'll um, never, dude, I'll never forget that. Oh. I'll never forget that quote. Happiness is based on circumstances. 
joy is based on Jesus. If yeah. you got Jesus, you'll never lose joy. Ever. Yeah, a hundred percent facts. And I was thinking, I was doing a Bible project class, and somebody talked about how joy is not an emotion; it's just being in the presence of God. Mm. That's what joy is. Mm. And I was like, "Whoa, that's really deep." But then I thought, and it's something I'm kind of wrestling with right now because I thought about it, and I was like, "Yeah, but the people that like encountered G- God in the Old Testament specifically." didn't seem to be very joyful they were like mm. terrified <laughs> you know but i i understand the sentiment it's like i am in the presence of god how could i not be happy how could right. i not be full of like over overloaded with joy right and i think that's a good segue for like why are you so happy like why are you so joyful you know what i'm saying um and i think that you can find that in revelation 21 and 22 i won't read the whole thing but just like cliff notes version yeah. Um, this is Revelation 21 and 22, the very end of the Bible, um, as we know it. And one really cool exercise, which I encourage everybody to do, is set aside an hour, 30 minutes to an hour um, from your weekend and read Genesis 1 and 2, and then Revelation 21 and 22, five times each. So Genesis 1 and 2, five times. Revelation 21 and 22, five times. Set aside some time and list out some things that you notice between the two. It's very, very interesting. Uh, we'll have to do that one of these days too. But anyway, um, so this says the new Jerusalem, and this is John writing. Um, and it says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth where the old heaven and the old earth, earth had disappeared. And the sea was also gone. And I also saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down from God out of the heaven, like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. Um, so that's weird. A city is ascending down onto earth. Huh? So I thought that like when I died, I just like, went somewhere what's up with that ask yourself that question (laughs) um (laughs) and then i heard a loud shout from the throne saying look god is home now among his people he will live with them and they will be his people god himself will be with them he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain all these things are gone forever forever and the one sitting on the throne said look i am making everything new Mm, come on jesus Mm. and then he said to me Write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he said, also, or and he also said, it is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To all those who thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of the water of life. All who are victorious will inherit all these blessings, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt, murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worshippers, and all liars, and all cowboys fans. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Their fate is in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Um, And so it's like, man, kind of crazy how within the good news is a really dark piece of bad news for some people. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's a nervous laugh, obviously. Um, And then John continues on just describing his experience in the new creation and all this stuff. Really cool. So what we're seeing here from a super high level, we'll get to this later because we're running out of time, is like, there's a new creation. All things are made new. New Jerusalem descends upon um, earth. That's really sick to see. Um, but what we have this hope for and this joy and this peace and this love for, like why? Like what is so good that you that you stand this strong with Jesus? You've never seen him. Half of his followers are nuts. The other half don't actually know him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so like why? It does not make any sense. And it be, it's because it's like, all those things that, that you long for in the world, not personally, but for like people as a community, all mm-hmm. these terrible things happening in Israel 
in Pakistan and Iraq and um, the Ukraine, Russia, all these terrible things happening to people directed to drugs, all this stuff does not exist there. Everything mm. that we've ever longed for is fulfilled to a level that we can't even imagine. Um, every tear that was ever dropped is wiped away and there's somebody there for you. You know what I'm saying? People come together in unity, like true unity, true harmony, a place where things run the way that God intended them from the very beginning. That's why we stand with Jesus because yeah. there's a day coming where how he intended is going to be the reality. And right. we don't have to wait for that. Like we get to take part in some of that today by following Jesus. There's going to be a day where that's just the reality in general. But today as followers, like we have the opportunity to take part in that and be that person at Christmas for the people around us. That's what love is, you know? So, so good, dude. Gets me low key emotional to think about, but yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy. <laughs> there's too, a lot of people, dude. man. It's, it, it's so crazy to think about it from that perspective that you get to play a part. We get to play a part. Followers of Christ get to play mm -hmm. a part in helping build this world alongside with Yahweh. Yeah. yeah. It's like you told me the other day, we're in the director's seat right next to Yahweh. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. crazy to think that the creator of this whole universe, everything. I know a lot of people always like look at the earth and they like put like yourself on the speck of the earth and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just got in an argument. You really think everything's that big of a deal. And then it like zooms out and it shows like the whole Milky Way. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole <laughs> the universe. It's like, wait, I get to be a part of that. I get to mm -hmm. build every moment alongside Yahweh. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's a blessing. And it's something that we shouldn't take for granted or take lightly, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus came as a little baby. Mm -hmm. That's what we that's what we're thinking about on Christmas is like, man, he wanted this. And he's the one that made that happen. That made yeah. that possible to partner yeah. with God. Like all this stuff. Come on, man. Right. Like, how could you not think about that? Um and so even on Christmas, as a kid, you're like, man, I really hope I get an Xbox. You get a PlayStation, you know, like, that's cool. <laughs> but you, you long for more. And I'm not right. saying you're going to get a PlayStation into heaven or like what we call heaven. But I am saying like all those things we long for, man, come on now. And right. uh, yeah. Who knows? There might be a game room up in heaven. Probably oh, we know. Probably, <laughs> yeah. probably, probably 20 PCs up in there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Lord knows they're playing. Oh, <laughs> I was man. like, Call of Duty. They're probably just that. playing 2K or like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but the players are all angels. So, like, they're just getting crazy buckets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus is a 99 overall. <laughs> yeah. He's the only 99. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah, crazy, bro. Well, uh, I think that's a good place we can leave off on. Um, yeah, man. We'll, uh, we'll figure out what we want to talk about next. Um, maybe we keep going in revelation uh i don't know we'll, we'll talk about some stuff figure out what's next but um yeah man happy holidays everyone again i know it's been a while but we appreciate you guys we love you mm -hmm. guys um if there's any way that we can be praying for you guys please let us know reach out on instagram uh both of our uh profile like our main profiles for ourselves or on the holy hustle it doesn't matter or drop mm -hmm. them in the comments, whatever you guys feel the need. And uh, we would be glad to pray for you guys and help. So, um, yeah, man, without yeah. further ado, man, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Again, we will see you guys here soon for episode 19. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Have a happy New Year. 
and we will see you guys next time. Peace and love. See ya.